Hey guys, I am Shivam. It's my first storytelling. So today I am telling a very little short story that name is The Eyes Have It, written by Rasking Bond. So let's start it. I had the train compartment to myself up to Rohana. Then a girl got in. The couple who saw her off were probably her parents. They seemed very anxious about her comfort, and the woman gave the girl detailed instruction as to where. to keep her things when not to learn out of windows and how to avoid speaking to strangers they called their goodbyes and the train pulled out of the station as i was totally blind at the time my eyes sensitive only to light and darkness i was unable to tell what the girl looked like but i knew she were slippers from the way they slapped against her heels it would take me some time to discover something about her looks and perhaps i never would but i liked the sound of her voice and even the sound of her slippers are you going all the way to dhara i asked i must have been sitting in the dark corner because my voice startled her she gave a little exclamation and said i didn't know anyone else was here well it's often happened that people with good eyesight fail to see what is right in front of them they have too much to take in i suppose whereas people who cannot see or see very little have to take in only the essentials whatever registers most tellingly on their remaining senses i don't see you either i say but i heard you coming i wondered if i would be able to prevent her from discovering discovering that i was blind provided i keep to my seat i thought i shouldn't be too difficult the girl said i am getting off a shaharanpur my aunt is meeting me there then i had better not get too familiar i replied answer usually formidable creature where are you going she asked to dera and then to musori oh How lucky you are! I wa I wish I were going to Mussoorie. I love the hills, especially in October. Yes, this is the best time. I said, calling on my memories. The hills are covered with wild dahlias. The sun is delicious, and at night you can sit in the front of a log fire and drink a little brandy. most of the tourists have gone and the roads are quiet and almost deserted yes october is the best time she was silent i wonder if my word had touched her oh whether she taught me a romantic fool then i made a mistake what is it like outside i asked she seemed to me find nothing strange in this question had she noticed already that i could not see but her next question removed my all, all doubts why don't you look out of the window she asked i moved easily along the berth of felt for the window lodge the window was open and i faced it making a presence of studying the landscape i heard the panting of engine the rumble of the wheel and in my mind's eye i could see telegraph post flashing by have you noticed i ventured 
that the trees seem to be moving while we seem to be standing still. That always happened. She said, do you see any animals? No, I answered quietly confidently. I know that there are hardly any animals left in the forest near there. I turned from the window and faced the girl and for a while we sat in silence. You have an interesting face, I remarked. I was becoming quite daring, but it was safe remark. Few girls can resist flattery. She laughed pleasantly, a clear ringing laugh. It's nice to be told I have an interesting face. I am tired to people telling me I have a pretty face. Oh, so you do have a pretty face, thought I, and aloud I said, Well, an interesting face can also be pretty. You are a very gallant young man, she said, but why are you so serious? I thought then I would try to laugh for her, but the thought of laughter only made me feel trouble and lonely. We'll soon be at your station, I said, thanks. Goodness, it's a short journey. I can bear to sit in the train for more than two or three hours. Yet, I was prepared to sit there for almost any length of time, just a silent listen to her talking. Her voice had the sparkling of a mountain stream. As soon as she left the train, she would forget our brief encounter. But I would stay with me for the rest of the journey, and for some time after the engine's whistle shriek, the carriage wheels changed their sound and rhythm. The girl got up and began to collect her things. I wondered if she wore her hair in a bun, or if it was plaited. Perhaps I was hanging loose over her shoulders, or was it cut very short? The train drew slowly into the station. Outside there was the shouting of the porter and vendor and high-pitched female voice near the carriage door. That voice must be belong to the girl's aunt. Goodbye, the girl said. She was standing very close to me, shook so close that the perfume from her hair was tantalizing. I wanted to raising my hand, raise my hand and touch her hair, but she moved away. Only the scent of perfume still lingered. Where she had stood, there was some confusion in the doorway. A man getting in the compartment stammered an apology. Then the door banged and the world was shut out again. I returned to my berth. The guard below his whistle and we move off. Once again, I had a game to play and knew Fellow traveller, the train gathered speed, the wheels took up their song, the carriage groaned and shocked. I found the window and sat in front of it, staring into the daylight that was darkness for me. So many things were happening outside the window. It would be fascinating game, gossing what went on out there. The man who had entered the compartment broke into my reverie. You must be disappointed, he said. I am not nearly as attractive to traveling companion as the one who just left. She was an interesting girl, I said. Can you tell me? Did she keep her hair long or short? I don't remember, he said, sounding puzzled. I was her 
eyes I noticed not her hairs she had beautiful eyes but they are they were of no use to her she was completely blind didn't you notice